Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode brought to you in part by Thrive Fantasy. Available in the App Store, Play Store, or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Use the promo code FINADICS when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Sign up and hashtag prop up today. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your second place Miami Dolphins, now part of the Fanatics Network. I am Sam Marku, and he, well, he's, as always, the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. Of course, I'm talking about the good doctor himself, Mr. Christopher Cullen. Christopher, how in the hell are you, my friend? Samuel, I'm well. Thank you for the introduction. Fine as always. Well, you are fine as always, as citizens of Perfectville everywhere are fine as always, because this entire season is now a winning one. It is already a successful season as far as I'm concerned, Chris, but the Miami Dolphins put a stamp on the successful season and make it an official winning season, getting to nine wins as they beat the New England Patriots 22-12 to this past weekend, Chris. Not too far off from how you and I saw this game, uh, at least in terms of final score, but the Miami Dolphins do it. They beat the Patriots yet again. They have now given up zero touchdowns to their last three AFC East game opponents. Uh, how are you feeling about the Miami Dolphins getting to nine wins, eliminating the New England Patriots from playoff contention, and solidifying themselves with a winning season in year two of Coach Flores? 2020 man that's all i can say 2020 the dolphins are eliminating the patriots from playoff contention like are you kidding me right now uh unbelievable uh game no touchdowns like you said scary a few times uh as far as uh the game went because it wasn't um as, as perfect as we would like uh but we did well defense uh bend they bent they didn't break and uh, that's all you can ask for, like you said already, and kind of I'll, I'll follow up on that, is uh, this is a successful season. This is Brian Flores' first winning year uh, after last year, and this is our uh, rebuild first year with all the things we still have coming, cap-wise, draft pick-wise. Um, you couldn't have asked for a better season. Nine wins already with two to go, uh, uh, both on the road. So, of course, it's not going to be easy for us, and I don't think we'd want it that way. Let's prove uh, who, who we are and how good we are. Yeah, there are no gimmies for the rest of the season. There really haven't been any gimmies all season long for the Miami Dolphins or any team for that matter. It's one of the most odd timelines ever when you're dealing with COVID, you're dealing with restructured schedules, dealing with no preseason, dealing with no you know real training camp to speak of. I mean, the fact that Brian Flores and team have been able to do this with all of those factors behind them. I mean, this weekend, Chris, this past weekend against the New England Patriots, we had starters that were rookies at the quarterback position, wide receiver position, running back position, offensive line, uh, not to mention, you know, how our defense has been playing. But when you have that many starters, at one point, I think I heard, Chris, that they had 10 or I think 10 different rookies playing for the Miami Dolphins and starting during this game. I mean, that is insane. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and and we didn't mention exactly. We didn't mention the injuries. Uh, no Parker, no Gesicki, no Grant. We wake up and uh, Sunday morning, uh, Grant uh, Parker was uh, a surprise scratch. Dolphins uh, expected him to go. And to be honest, I, I, I told my wife, it was like 1130. Those got announced. And I'm like, like, we, we really have to win this game. And man, 
we're going to have to do it without a lot of good guys. Um, and that worried me with Belichick, especially because, you know, he's always for taking away a guy and we didn't even have a guy. So it's like, maybe that helped us. But then you notice, like, I thought it was pretty cool. And I'll, I'll call this out real quick. Um, before his injury, uh, Gilmore was like following Bowden around like Lynn Bowden. So uh, they noticed it. They recognize that we're, we're using this guy and um, he's talented. So that that's another possible win for us this guy and and i think the best part too sam about us already saying this is a successful season and everything is these young guys these unproven guys didn't have training camp but man are they getting help and getting looks and getting time and getting experience out there with all the injuries yeah it's only a matter of time before this offense completely clicks it may not happen this season completely chris but you look at what two has been able to do you look at this young offensive line and some of the players that you look at their potential there's that word uh to be something great and then you look at somebody like limbo and let's be honest we didn't draft him he was actually drafted by the las vegas raiders we're going to talk about the raiders later because that's who the miami dolphins play this upcoming saturday but lynn bowden has made himself not only a player for the miami dolphins but somebody who's going to be a featured player moving forward he's so dynamic he's got so many different things that he can do that all he's going to have to really do is stay healthy which seems to be the key for the miami dolphins wide receivers this season and he's going to get looks i mean he, you saw it against the chiefs and you're, you saw it against the patriots he is a guy that allows chan gailey and the miami dolphins offensive playbook to not only be completely open but you get to write a couple of new plays in there there's a couple of blank pages at the back of the playbook that lynn bowden when he's on your team you go oh we can do this now so you know i know that we have all these rookies and it wasn't a, a completely perfect game by Tua Tungavailoa in the offense i mean anytime you throw an interception in the end zone after driving 95 yards that's always going to be a gut punch uh but kudos to the offense in this game they scored three touchdowns in the second half two in the fourth quarter Tua runs for two touchdowns uh it's it just and that's the other thing chris leave it to the Miami Dolphins to have the worst run game for the entire season and then come out and have one of the best team rushing games of the entire season, not just for the Miami Dolphins, but in the NFL as a whole. I mean, I couldn't believe what I was seeing here. We were seeing uh, our quick small guys running between tackles, breaking tackles, and getting yards after initial contact. It was a sight to be seen this weekend against the Patriots. Yeah, the best part about this game to me, Sam, is that it's proof that we can win in so many different ways. We can have Gesicki and Parker light it up one whole game, uh, and then we can work on the screen game and underneath routes and, and win defensively with turnovers against the Rams, or we can just hold them to field goals and score three fourth uh, quarter touchdowns like we did on Sunday. It just how do you game plan for that? It's a different thing. Back to Bowden too, <laughs> man. We have really tried to set up that double pass, and it, each time. He has an unbelievable amount of time to throw to show us how like bad our guys are getting open or he's just not seeing them. Um, but man, that's going to hit one of these days when what better way for it to hit against his former team in that beautiful dome there in Las Vegas um, and just get all that green grass national TV saying this is such a cool game uh, Saturday night. We have no work the next day, like the night after Christmas. Um, it's going to be exciting. And I can, that, we're joking and uh, we're joking here in the man cave too uh, about that being the Isaiah Ford revenge game. But this really, really is. I mean, imagine getting drafted and they're like, you know what? No training camp. Fuck it. We made a mistake. We are going to Miami and they pack you off, man. And you're starting to get a, a feel for him in this offense. I can totally see him having a great game. 
Well, yeah, we're going to talk about the Raider game in just a little bit, but you're right. I mean, Lynn Bowden was not only drafted by the Raiders, he was drafted in the third round. You expect your third rounders to make the team and contribute on some level, just not a different team, right? And that's what they did. They shipped them off to us, you know, and and we're, we're better off for it. But, you know, looking at that game, you're right, that double pass, especially the one in the third quarter, Chris, that might have been the play of the day for me, seeing Lynn Bowden run around for like 15 minutes going 10 miles and only getting nine yards, but it was like a well-earned, well-deserved nine yards. This guy was weaving back and forth, you know, up the field, down the field, left, right, back, forward, everywhere. It was like somebody just mashing the joystick left and right everywhere. And he gets nine yards on what was otherwise a very well defensively, you know, uh, contained play by the Patriots. But that's the athleticism of Lynn Bowden was able to get around all those players and almost pick up a first down on that busted ass play. Yeah. And then back to the running game too. shout out to Ahmed, who uh, told his grandmother that he's going to get 100 yards when we haven't had a 100 yard rusher in two years. Kenyon Drake is not even on our team anymore. Um, first of all, absolutely insane stat especially in today's nfl like we haven't had 100 yard rusher really like not even ryan fitzpatrick last year <laughs> like he probably came close i'm sure raced or one of our or look that up jamie can you look up uh, ryan fitzpatrick thanks um yeah it's, it's like no 100 yard rusher and he comes out and does that and we put on that performance huge shout out to against bill belichick this defensive guru to our young offensive lineman like some of the blocking that they had we i, I saw a video a breakdown of uh, baldinger after the game of Robert Hunt on that long run by Ahmed at the end there, about 30 yards or so, the longest run of the game. He blocked two people. He blocked Winovich at at defensive end, pushed him so far back, he was able to get separation to hit the safety or corner. That is something you can't teach. That is something that is just absolute. You're born with it of a, a, a mauler, you know, those hog mollies, they call them that just wants to go out there and fuck up anybody in their way with a different color Jersey than them. And all it did was spring a, the longest run of the game. So kudos to those young guys, man, Sam, we've said it before on the show multiple times that the uh, grass is looking super green and we're looking at exciting uh, just breaking down in perspective, how this young team is responding to Brian Flores defensively, special teams and offensively. Um, with what we have right now, a top six pick in the NFL draft uh, in a second one and two seconds and all this cap room, whew, Sam, the show's better when we're successful. And I'm feeling we're gonna have a lot more better shows. Yeah, we're going to see some uh, some ratings spike here for the uh, the town of Perfectville over the next couple of years, given the trajectory of this team right here. And you said defense. That is the catalyst of this team. With with all the things that we're talking about with Lynn Bowden, Ahmed Tua, the offensive line, Robert Hunt, all those folks, special teams, again, uh, maybe not understanding the rules about eligible receivers downfield. We'll talk about that another time. But you look at the defense. Every single week, Chris, even in our bad games, the defense comes to play. They get turnovers. They did it again in this game. Uh, uh, they get after the quarterback. They sat Cam Newton three times. They have figured out how to contain rushing quarterbacks. That was one of the biggest issues coming into this season. I think they figured it out. This defense is legit. And I know people are starting to jump on that bandwagon and have been on that bandwagon for a little bit. But to keep this in mind, as of right now, the Miami Dolphins defense is the best scored against defense in the league, meaning they give up the least amount of points on defense. Last season, the Miami Dolphins were worst. They gave up the most points on defense. Never in the history of the NFL has a team gone from worst to first in that category. The Miami Dolphins are two games away from accomplishing that feat. Uh, if that doesn't scream coach of the year for Brian Flores, I don't know what does. After Tomlin's falling off here with the Steelers too, the last three weeks, uh, Brian Flores has to be like the front runner to me. Like he, I, there's no one else that has taken a team this young 
um, and been so successful after such a, tr- a tremendously bad season last year, where we pretty much o- overperformed last year too, if you think about our actual roster. So what he's done, what he's getting his players to do, and again, Sam, we're mentioning uh, you know different ways how to game plan against us. Everybody's like, oh, Agba, take him away. Here comes you know uh, random 90, 92 making a sack. Here here comes um, you know our, our DBs getting back there and hitting Cam Newton. Uh, we're, we're getting guys back there left and right that uh, you just can't game plan for all of it. Uh, Van Noy <laughs> drops drops back and drops and it, it would have been an incredible catch interception. Uh, but if you actually look back at that tape. <laughs> Uh, that's a pick for Howard and most likely a pick six if he doesn't do that, but that's fine. He doesn't know that. Um, then you got the, the whole play where Brandon Jones, by the way, another fucking rookie, Brandon Jones yep. from Texas, absolutely manhandles Cam Newton. I mean, manhandles him. If you look at that replay, everybody's watching the ball and where is it bouncing? Watch Cam Newton getting tossed into the third row by Brandon Jones. <laughs> I mean, his whole huge body just flying in the air. Unbelievable play by him to knock that out don't understand the rule at all. This isn't basketball. I didn't know we can hit off Christian Wilkins out of bounds. If it's not possessed by anybody, whatever. Uh, and then Xavier Howard, our pro bowler coming out there, punching that ball out. What a, what a play. These guys can win in so many different ways, Sam. And it's beautiful to watch. It is beautiful to watch. And if we can get to the playoffs, it's going to be a, be- a thing of beauty to have this dominating defense go up against any of the offenses out there, including possibly maybe, the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first round. But speaking of the Pittsburgh Steelers, you mentioned Mike Tomlin and the fall off of those Steelers. We're going to move on from the New England Patriots victory, and we're going to move on to your favorite segment, my favorite segment, the Internet's favorite segment. Chris, we had mailed this last week, and it just took off, took on a life of its own. And, of course, we're talking about elite tweet or delete tweet. And the first one here actually comes from a longtime citizen of Perfectville, Chris. This comes from Lot Ledensma, also known as at Caribbean Shark. Shark spelled with a five. Very clever there. And he says, at Perfectville Pod, wondering in which minor league were the undefeated 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers playing because they suck. <laughs> now, is that an elite tweet or a delete tweet? Oh, elite tweet. Unless they win the Super Bowl, you better delete that shit. But yeah, <laughs> elite tweet. Are you kidding me? Have you seen these last three weeks? They just lost to the fucking Bengals with like Ryan Finley at quarterback. I mean, I've, I've never, I've never literally, like he said, the minor leagues, like they've been playing in the European League um, over in the defunct uh, European football, whatever the uh, Franklin Frankfurter Rockets or something, because they look, they look bad, Sam. I, I'm going to go with elite tweet as well. I mean, if you guys, if, if you're a longtime listener of, Welcome to Perfectville. You know that you and I both did the hateful 28, which is where we ranked every team outside of the AFC East based on according on how you and I hate them. And the Steelers were in the top five for both of us, if I'm not mistaken. They may have moved into the pole position for me, Chris. I think I hate them more than the Niners. I think I hate them more than the Raiders. I hate the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially the Ben Roethlisberger-led era of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So anytime they lose and lose a lot, I am very happy. They seem to get every single lucky break. So the fact that they've gotten some bad breaks in terms of schedule and uh and lost a few games here i'm not shedding any tears here yeah listen uh, to this so speaking of the steelers real quick i'm going to the championship in my fantasy league not not the OKS fantasy league no not even close but in in another one my my league with my friends and family and, and one of my friends is a steeler fan uh so naturally just like us a lot of steelers on this fantasy team well he was a number one team overall in this league i was number three we're playing in the semifinals i was up 150 to 95 he had big ben ebron and Pittsburgh's defense to go last night. I had nobody. 
I won by a lot. <laughs> Big Ben, like at halftime, Big Ben was negative four points. Um, Pittsburgh's defense giving up touchdowns, Giovanni Bernard and Ryan Finley, of all people, where if you look at that video, oh my God, is Mika Fitzpatrick out of position and it looks ridiculous. But yeah, anytime you can see that, he went in that game totally like, okay, if Ben can get me 20, you know, Ebron can get me 10, Pittsburgh's defense can get me 10, I, I got this over by halftime. Nope, nope. Well, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers were trying to throw it back to 1972 earlier this season when they were undefeated. Now they've got three losses in a row and aren't, aren't even in the top two at this point. They're the third seed behind the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, speaking of throwbacks, this one comes from George Keem, King Keim, G. Keim 13. Dear Tom Garfinkel and the Miami Dolphins, please make the throwbacks our permanent uniforms. We promise to buy the hell out of it. Signed, all Dolphins fans. Now, is that an elite tweet or a delete tweet, Chris? What do you say? You and I are both rocking the new logo right now. Should they take the throwbacks that they've used the last two uh, games and make those permanent fixtures for the Miami Dolphins once again? Elite tweet or delete tweet? Um, first, before choosing, um, I will say that I don't care either way. I think we both have been on that. On that, uh, I, I want to see win football games. They can put them in two twos if they're if they're winning nine ten games. Uh, a season i'm all for it um so don't care either way I, I don't mind the new logo i don't mind the new uniforms i think they're gorgeous with the with the, the white face mask and everything they're great um but <laughs> people are buying the throwbacks anyway <laughs> like there's no one not buying the throwback jerseys because they're not the permanent uh issue so i'll just say i'm, I'm kind of tired of talking about the uniform at this point i think the uh throwbacks are gorgeous they're they're, they're amazing especially with today's technology they look terrible in the 70s but all of them did with these bar helmets and just like baggy sleeves like byron maxwell so the, the new technology looks great um but i think throwbacks are fun for sprinkled in here or there and that makes us love them i think that was your take on it last time this was discussed was um they become just normal at that point and not as exciting if they're they're every game so i'm gonna say delete tweet because i'm tired of fucking hearing it and people are buying them anyway I'm going to say delete tweet as well for the very reason that you said. This is what loser franchises talk about as the uniform because they have nothing to talk about. We're a winning franchise this late this season, ladies and gentlemen. We have a minimum nine wins, probably 10, maybe even 11 wins. I say delete tweet because I'm tired of talking about the uniform as well. Now, speaking of uh, de- elite and delete, uh, this one comes from an old friend, a friend of yours, a friend of mine, Mr. Ben Volen, joining us at Ben Volen. And he says, Dolphins fans sure are chippy after that win. Tool was a backseat passenger, and the coaches obviously don't trust him. Now, Chris, Ben Volan used to cover the Miami Dolphins. He's now covering the New England Patriots. Uh, elite tweet or delete tweet from old friend Ben Volan. Ben, all these flavors, and you choose to be salty. Um, <laughs> delete the shit out of this. Just, you just sounded like such a bitch ben like you you covered the team like that's that's cool i mean i know you're not gonna be a fan just because you cover the team that's not your job but man he just like doubled down multiple times with his twitter and it just is sad guys are uncovering old tweets of him wanting the patriots to get to uh and all this stuff it's just uh it's tired and i can't stand when beat reports that's why i like joe shad joe shad just like if somebody kind of calls him out, he'll be like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, no, I'm not, but he's not going to be like 
I don't know, po- venomous towards towards them. A lot of these guys get so butthurt and like take it serious. Like, and, and by the way, you said chippy. I think he said chirpy, chirpy, which is even which is even lamer. Like, oh, you got the little chirpy. Like, don't chirp at me on Twitter. Like, Ben, shut, dude, take your licks. Bad take. Two at you know, in responsible three touchdowns against Ben a uh, Bill Belichick who literally has five losses against rookie quarterbacks in his entire career. This guy's been coaching since the horrible creamsicle uniforms of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Like, no, dude, he did a good job. He did fine. He's going to struggle in the first half with zero weapons, by the way. And then instead of just like go moving on, like take Belichick's advice on to Cincinnati, like move on to the next team. He just keeps like battling the fans. And that's like a real dumb thing to do because a lot of them have like five followers and they're trolling. So uh, grow up, Peter Pan, and be a professional and delete that tweet. Yeah, Ben Volan, don't even just stop at deleting that tweet. You might want to just delete your account because right now you're looking like the biggest stupid moron I've ever seen in my life. And yes, I just said biggest stupid moron in reference to you as I butcher the English language. Ben Volan, delete the tweet, delete your account, delete your life. Get the fuck out of here. All right, next <laughs> one. That's right. Fuck him. He's a Patriots beat writer. He can go beat off in the corner during the offseason because they have no playoffs in their future. Fuck him. All right. Next one. This comes from Stephen M. Burns at Stephen M. Burns. Very simple here, Chris. I think I know the answer to this. And he tweets, cut Sanders. Elite tweet or delete tweet. Well, Mr. Burns, fuck off. (laughs) Delete that. I mean, come on. Have you seen his numbers even compared to Justin Tucker? He should be a pro bowler. Are you kidding me with this? Delete it and delete your fanhood. Just go root for, you know, the Ravens, if you love that kicker so but that looks like Steve O. Jason Sanders missed a 52 yard attempt. Okay. And it wasn't like short. I mean, he, it's the first time he's missed after 50 yards all, all season. I think he's eight for nine, if I'm not mistaken. He's not a pro bowler, which is bullshit. He should be a pro bowler. You don't cut pro bowl kickers, not until they become less than pro bowl. He missed one 52 yarder on the game. He's missed three all season long. I don't think you cut. Jason Sanders. Is there a more extra fan base than the Miami Dolphins, Sam? Like, <laughs> there's so many other things you can tell Jason Sanders to do. You can tell him to get food poisoning. You can tell him, you know, I hope your wife brings up that her ex-boyfriend's dick was bigger. Like, but cut him? Cut him? You want to unemploy this guy? And like, cut a good kicker to try to bring in more. Have you seen the carousel of kickers in the NFL guys? Like we don't have to go jump to zero to a hundred to cut this guy. You can tell him you hope he has a bad week or, you know, like he gets a flat tire or something or uh, his, his postmates forgot his uh, extra honey mustard. Sure. Do that. that. That's, that's fine. It's a missed 52 yard field goal. Cut him, fire him. Come on guys. You're better than that. If he pulls that shit in the playoffs though, you'll see me uh, yelling to cut his ass. <laughs> the leader deletes with Sam. <laughs> All right, last one for Elite Delete, and we couldn't go at least two uh, week two without bringing this guy up. He's uh, he's not a fan favorite. He's a favorite of mine. We had a whole campaign around this man's name, which kind of got out of control. But I like the guy. He's got the verified check mark. Of course, I'm talking about our very own Omar Kelly. Uh, this is an interesting tweet here, Chris. He says, "If Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't come back, I want Colt McCoy as Tua's backup next year." Now, interesting take. <laughs> Is this an elite tweet or is this a delete tweet? Sam, are there, okay. Are there like 10 quarterbacks in the entire NFL? Why are the same, like, that's the most like Colt McCoy and Chase Daniel are like the most like backup quarterback 
in history. They're the most generic. They're generic backup QB. They're they're random white QB. It's Colt McCoy, Chase Daniels, like the Chad Henney, the Matt Moore, these Mike guys. Glennon. Yeah, Ryan Finley, like these guys that are sticking around the league. Like, hasn't there been like 20 draft worth of like Kentucky's quarterback that randomly is like good, but not that good that Colt McCoy would not have a job anymore? Why are we calling for these guys? Like, honestly, just can we stop with this? Get younger. Colt McCoy, first of all, you're named after a 40. Okay, ridiculous. Second, second of all, he's like, okay, like, I mean, that's a replacement from Ryan Fitzpatrick. The only thing that sets Ryan Fitzpatrick up differently than those random whites is the beard. He he has a, he has a costume. Otherwise he is a complete random white quarterback journeyman. There's got to be more out there guys like delete the tweet. I don't even know. I didn't even know that Colt McCoy was still in the league until I saw that tweet. And then I was like, Colt McCoy, who does he play for now? And it turns out he was actually starting for the Giants against the Cleveland Browns on like Sunday night. And he led the Giants to a whopping six points. So I don't know. Pounding the table for Omar. I don't know how Colt McCoy gets the fan base from Omar (laughs) Kelly or anybody else because of a six point, you know, scoring effort uh, as the backup quarterback, which by the way, his real name is Daniel, not Colt. Um, I don't understand this Yeah, Delete the tweet, Omar. I don't understand why Colt McCoy is your, you know, vision of the guy who's going to back up to a tongue of Iloa. No, I'd rather have Jason Sanders stop kicking field goals and become the backup passer or Matt Hawk or any of those guys become the backup. If we can't have Ryan Fitzpatrick, then Colt fucking McCoy. He's 34 years old. He looks like he's 14 years old. He plays like he's four years old. There's absolutely no reason to have Colt McCoy anywhere near the Miami Dolphins franchise. Delete the tweet, Omar. Daniel is even worse. So now you got Chase Daniels, Daniel McCoy, Ryan Fitzpatrick like can we get somebody with like a cool crazy name to be like a journeyman backup like this it's it's just cookie cutter Sam we we gotta move on from it there's there's more blood and talent out there stop trusting these just random guys that make a million a year to hold a clipboard to save your franchise in a playoff situation at the end of the game go crazy pick somebody from like coastal Carolina uh pick somebody from you know, Temple, Houston, you know, somebody that's just like unique and unorthodox and let him just be there in case you need him. And if he does, maybe he does something crazy, but stop trusting 34 year old can't even do good in college. Daniel McCoy, please. Speaking of Ryan Fitzpatrick, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. I saw it after Tua got that for that uh, that first rushing touchdown. He came back. He found Ryan Fitzpatrick and was talking to him. And, and Fitzpatrick's like, "Cool man, you called your own number. Congratulations!" And Tua goes, "How was the how was my ball security on that? Was it okay?" And Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> turns to him, Chris. He goes, "It doesn't matter. You got the touchdown," which I thought was kind of cool. Also, probably a bad thing to tell Tua because everyone was saying you're holding that thing out there like a loaf of bread. But it was kind of cool that he still seeks out the old man, and the old man kind of gives him that. Fuck it, man. You scored. It doesn't matter. Delete. That's why Fitzpatrick where he is though <laughs> like yep. he's never progressed because he's like wait two wants to get better even after scoring fuck that bro you hit the long ball that's it who cares if i did it the wrong way or you got lucky fucking own it you, you got it bro keep it up and it's like no i, I want to learn to be even better than just scoring and he's like nah nah you'll be fine well i think that's i think the bigger point is uh what really in my opinion what ryan fitzpatrick is saying in that point is move on from it right don't even talk about it anymore you got to get to the next play you got to get to the next sequence uh you just got to put it behind you whether it's an interception or a touchdown great good job high five move on to the next one there so speaking but of that's mo- not how learning works 
Like well, you gotta, that's like, don't watch tape of the last game because it's over. Like, no, like two is trying to, you know, I understand that, but I, but I think what Ryan is trying to say there, Chris is like, look, we're still in the game. The game is not over, you know, just get back into the mode of right now. I don't want you thinking about, am I holding the ball the right way? You've got positive momentum, roll with your momentum, get, get back onto the field right now. And we could talk about that later, right? We can actually talk right. about how you hold the ball during practice, during the game tape. I think that's kind of what Ryan was trying to say is doesn't matter. You got the touchdown, move on to the next one. Uh, speaking of moving on to the next one, you and I are going to move on to the next one. We have some very special guests joining us here in the town of Perfectville right after these words. Get some skin in the game with MyBookie, where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with Turkey Day right around the corner, there really is no better time to feast on some NFL action. Whether you're a first-time customer or you've been playing with MyBookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic tables, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use the promo code FINSUP to get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to a thousand bucks. You put in 200, they'll match you another 100 in your account. If you're already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at my bookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Merry Finsmas, town of Perfectville, citizens of all ages, welcome! I am Santa Claus, and with me is the two-time Alpha Famer, Mr. Christopher Kringle. Christopher, how in the heck are you, my friend? Oh, hello, Santa. It's me, Christopher Kringle. Yes, Christopher Kringle. Thank you for joining us. And as always, we have all kinds of letters from all the citizens of Perfectville that only you and I can answer. Let's make some Finsmas spirit happen here in the town of Perfectville. Chris, do you have a letter for Santa Claus to respond to? I do, Santa. Let's see. Uh, first letter here. I'm going to be like one of the New York elves. Let's see. Uh, oh, handwriting's terrible. Let's take a look. <clears throat> Dear... <laughs> what is it, Finn, Finn McCall's? What, or Sam's, Sam's Claus? Santa Claus, you nincompoop. <laughs> we have been together working on Finn's Miss for many, many years. Santa Claus. In fact, let me change my name. Oh, forget it. I don't know how to do that on Zoom. Anyway, Santa Claus. Dear Santa, do you like milk and cookies? I leave them out for you every year and they're gone. I, I like to think it's you and not my dad. But I do think it's you because he doesn't really like milk and cookies. I'm putting aqua and orange M&Ms in them this year. And all I ask for is better hands. Love, Jakeem Grant. 
Oh, Jakeem Grant, yes, yes, you've been a naughty little boy for many, many years now. And yes, I know you want a new pair of hands for Christmas, but you know what? You're not going to get new sets of hands. In fact, I can't even give you new legs so that you can be an actual man-sized man. No, what I can do, though, is I can negotiate with you and make sure that in next year, 2021, you will not have new hands. You will not have new legs, but you will have a new team. Yes, that's right, Jakeem Grant. You will have a new team, no longer with the Miami Dolphins. Merry Finsmas! Ho, 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 ho! Fuck you, Jakeem Grant. All right there, Christopher Kringle. Next letter. I love how your glasses fucked up. <laughs> Christ, that's like everybody with that's masks. Snow. That's snow! That's yes. snow! Snowflakes. Snowflakes in Miami. Uh, next letter. <clears throat> hey. Santa, can you leave me some gum in my stocking? Love, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I will not leave you any gum this year. It is a big no, no, no. It's because all that gum gets stuck into your beard. Yes, I understand what that's like, too. Not everybody knows this, but the real reason Ryan Fitzpatrick shaved his beard wasn't because he was mourning the loss of being a starting quarterback anymore. It's because he got six feet of bubble tape stuck in his beard and he had to shave it off. That is the truth. So no more gum for you, Ryan Fitzpatrick. My apologies. All right, Sam, I got another letter for you. Uh, I wanted to join you on the beard brigade. Beautiful uh, beard. Yeah, this one's this one's colorful. This one's colorful. Let's see. Let's pull it up. Uh, this envelope here. Um, okay. Okay. Oh, handwriting's pretty bad. Let's see. Dear Samta, for Christmas this year, I'm excited to be part of the Miami Dolphins family, first and foremost. Secondly, thank, thank you for doing that. Sorry, he wrote it like kind of on top of it. I couldn't even see it. Thank you for doing that. Secondly, I'm glad I didn't get a lump of coal and stay with the New England Patriots. However, now that I'm back... I do need another pair of very short shorts. Love, Isaiah Ford. Yes, Isaiah Ford. Welcome back to the Miami Dolphins. Welcome home, if you will, Isaiah Ford. Not only did you get your number back, but you deserve and should get a new pair of booty shorts since Ryan Fitzpatrick stretched out your last pair. I have some good news for you. I don't have a pair for you, but if you sneak over to Jarvis Landry's old locker room, He's got all kinds of tight, tight shorts and sparkly things that you could put on. He just left them there when he left to go to Cleveland. So you can find all the juicy booty shorts you want over in Jarvis Landry's locker. You're welcome and Merry Finsmas, Isaiah Ford. Juicy booty shorts. Yes. <laughs> Somebody's fantasy football name next year. Okay, Sam, that's the last one. Yes, I'm ready. Okay, Sam, that's a good one. Let's see. Uh, Aloha. Santa Claus. It's all it's in all red and all caps. I don't know what's going on here. Hey Santa, only thing I'm asking for this year is you get my son some fucking weapons. Tua Tungo Vailoa's dad. Well, Tua Tungo Vailoa's dad, whose name we don't actually know, that's probably the right way to sign your own Santa card because nobody gives a shit about you other than Tua Tungo Vailoa and nobody knows your name. I'm assuming there's a T involved. Anyway. You are in good luck to, to a Tango by Loa's dad because the Miami Dolphins have 78 different draft picks in the first round alone in the 2021 draft. 
Assuming that they don't use it all on defense, the Miami Dolphins will go out and get themselves people like Jamar Chase, Eric Weddle, Waddle, not Weddle, he was a safety who's no longer in the league. Uh, all those fucking people that all you guys are talking about on Twitter, the Miami Dolphins are going to get every single last one of them, including Najee Davenport running back for the Alabama Tides of Crimson. Or Najee Harris, not Najee Davenport. Najee Davenport once took a poop in somebody's hotel room, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, Santa's getting old and can't remember players. Anyway, your wish is granted. You've been a very good Tua Tungo Bailoa dad, so we appreciate you. Thank you for giving us Tua Tungo Bailoa. Ho, ho, ho. All kinds of weapons next season. Oh, that sounds great, Samta. I can't wait to watch the Dolphins in Miami next year with the weapons for Tua, juicy booty shorts for Isaiah Ford, a lot of gum for Ryan Fitzpatrick if he's on the team, and Jakeem Grant, not there. (laughs) Enjoy Minnesota, Jakeem Grant. Ho, ho, ho. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. The holiday season has come once more, so return those pubes to the times of yore. Get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. You've skipped the tricks, now avoid the nicks. With the Lawnmower 3.0's proprietary advanced skin safe technology, this trimmer cuts on your nuts. Not to mention it's waterproof power so you can shave in the shower. Also included in the Perfect Package is the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, the Crop Reviver for quick spritz refreshing, a pair of Manscaped high-performance anti-chafing boxers, and a t-shirt. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code FINSUP to save an instant 20% and get free shipping. Tis the season to trim the trees and feel the breeze between your knees. Manscaped, your balls will thank you. And we're back. Chris, I don't know where you went. I, I had to go get a drink and I had to go make some cookies and I just heard all these bells and I, I swear I heard Santa Claus. I'm not sure. There seemed to be like an angry New York elf with him. Not sure what happened, but let's get to it. Let's figure this thing out. The Miami Dolphins head to Las Vegas, Nevada on Saturday, not Sunday, Saturday to play the Las Vegas Raiders recently eliminated from the playoffs themselves. Chris, The Miami Dolphins have zero scenarios here where if they win, that they can clinch the playoffs in week 16. But they can severely damage their way, uh, their path to the playoffs if they lose to the Las Vegas Raiders. What do the Miami Dolphins have to do to win? And how do you see this game playing out? I think the most interesting thing for me is uh, the question mark on uh, on Carr because he hurt his groin in the uh, national TV game. Uh, last week, and he was limited today. Marcus Mariota and him uh, switched snaps back and forth. Uh, two totally different quarterbacks. Yes. Um, uh, if we play Mariota, we've had, and here I am doing the sportscaster thing. Oh, we've had a lot of success against Mariota in the past. Um, but no, really, like he really does struggle. And, and against this defense in particular, um, with who we are, what we have as a defense. Uh, as long as we can contain his running ability, he's going to make mistakes. He's going to make bad throws. He's going to be inaccurate. And it's going to look a lot like the Cam Newton game, except less power running. Uh, Carr, uh, going back to the sports of Elzer, has always been in the past really good against us. So he, he's torched us. He always throws it deep. He always has time to throw. Uh, I don't know the numbers offhand, but I just can't recall the last time we've uh, handedly beat the Raiders or even won more than one game in a row against this team. Um but if he's injured and not 100%, that 
that helps with our pass rush. So we got to play defense, do kind of like we did New England. Best part is the Raiders defense is absolutely god awful compared to the Patriots. So this is where Tua needs to come out. National TV game, the only game on the day after Christmas, eight o'clock. Everybody's excited because there's no work the next day. We're opening new presents. We're watching a team that's got nine wins against another team that's really close to the playoffs as well this late in the season. And it's Tua, it's the rookie, it's you know, that polarizing guy. So this is where. Miami Dolphins need to right a lot of wrongs like they have done all, all season where they've taken trends of Miami Dolphins past and completely flipped them on, the, uh, on their head. We, we, we stopped losing the teams we're supposed to beat. We stopped beating teams, you know, or losing the teams that uh, will meet a must-win situation like against the Patriots at home against Bill Belichick with a rookie quarterback playoffs on the line. We won that game. Uh, we have to go out there and right that wrong and do something we haven't done in a long time, Sam. That's when, other than the Jacksonville game this year, which look at Jacksonville, is win on national TV, especially a must-win game. Like, we normally have been really bad at national TV. Yeah, we really have, especially when all eyes are on us, like a Saturday night game. We've got nine wins. People are just saying, oh, wow, they beat the Patriots. Uh, they're going to check us out. And it's like we talked about before. It's like the Miami Dolphins, when they get up to play golf and they've got nobody with them, they do fine. But as soon as the foursome catches up to them be from behind, uh, they shank the drive right off the tee. They need to not do that in this game. And you know what? I, you, you talked about. Derek Carr and you talked about Marcus Mariota and yes the quarterback is what drives every single team in the NFL but if you look at the Las Vegas Raiders they have two players on offense that scare the ever-living shit out of me one is Josh Jacobs their running back he's a really really good running back and we have a hard time with running backs when they're really really good so they're going to have to figure out a way to slow him down I don't think you stop him completely but you have to slow him down uh, and number two on the passing game Darren Waller their tight end is like Mike Gesicki on fucking crack steroids, speed and PCP all together. I mean, this guy over the last three games, Chris has just balled out on levels that you just have not seen tight ends do consistently week after week after week. This guy's catching a ton of passes. He's getting a ton of yards. He's getting touchdowns. We have to figure out a way to stop Darren Waller. Now, the good news about that is that we do have the tight end killer, Mr. Eric Rowe in the backfield uh, defensive backfield. I think he's your, your secret weapon on really both charges here. He's going to have to play up uh, closer to the line. He's going to have to mitigate Darren Waller. He's also going to have to commit if it's a run play to stopping Josh Jacobs. I think if you force Derek Carr and or Marcus Mariota to be the key to this offense, it's a good day for the Miami Dolphins defense. Yeah. I'd rather than beat me with Nelson Aguilar and, Hunter Renfro than Darren Waller. Like you go out there, you have to do the New England type thing. Like Brian Flores is, it comes from, and take away, take him away. You have to take away that one guy. Uh, if we can do that and get a pass rush to either an injured Derek Carr or uh, a sometimes inaccurate Marcus Mariota, uh, that's how that's a recipe for winning. We can't let Jacobs and Waller beat you. You have to take those guys away. You have to stop the run. You have to take Waller away. And if they beat you with Nelson Aguilar, and that's the thing, like I said in the beginning is we have the defense for that because we have so much depth and so much talent. When you have McCain, when you have uh, uh, Allen uh, uh, Jones, sorry, when you have Jones, when you have Xavier and Howard, when you have Baker who's playing lights out the last few weeks, um, that's how that's a recipe for success, but we have to get to the quarterback. We have that pass rush is vital.
Yeah, Emmanuel Ogbo was stuck on eight sacks for a very long time. He got his ninth sack against Cam Newton. I think he's rearing to go. He's going he's gonna to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder here, Chris, because he was snubbed, in my opinion, to get to the Pro Bowl. Bullshit. Uh, so Emmanuel Ogbo is going to come out on national TV, and I think he's going to put one out there for the ages. I think he gets sack number 10. I think he gets sack number 11 in this game. I think he gets two sacks. I'm calling him out. I'm calling his number. I think Emmanuel Ogba is the key on the defensive line to getting to the quarterback, like you said. And like you said, if you can get those quarterbacks throwing the ball to wide receivers named Nelson Aguilar and Hunter fucking Renfro. Uh, guess what? We have Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, and a whole bunch of other people in our defensive backfield that can go ahead and take that pass from them. I'm not worried about their passing game outside of the tight end, and that's where Eric Rowe, again, I think is going to be key for our defensive backfield. He's going to have to figure out a way to slow down uh, Mr. Waller, and we're going to have to figure out collectively what we can do with Josh Jacobs. If he goes off early, Chris, we're in trouble because the, 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 the Las Vegas Raiders have just enough talent to scare the bejesus out of me. That's the truth, and we're on the road uh the las vegas raiders are better than they've been in the past but this is the type of team that matches up very very poorly for the miami dolphins their third down defense is remarkably good just like the miami dolphins we're number one in the league i think they're number two if i'm not mistaken so they do have some parts of their defense that are really really good and we need to make sure that we can score enough points i think this game we're, we can't get by with 22 points i think we're going to have to see our offense uh shine a little bit we're going to have to see Tua tunga vailoa throw for some touchdowns i think we are getting Devontae parker back i don't know if we're getting mike kosicki back but i'm okay with that like i said against doing the patriots game you can build Mike Gesicki in the aggregate. You saw what Durham Smythe did. You saw what Mac Hollins did. That's the biggest question I have this week, Chris. Is Mac Hollins a tight end or a wide receiver? The world will never know. But the point is, he's out there catching passes. I need Tua Tungavailoa to have 250 plus yards. He needs to have at least one touchdown. Two would be better. I don't think the run game is going to be there this week like it was last week. So we're going to need Tua Tungavailoa's arm to get us to victory. I see. Well, you know what? I'm going to let you go first because we're in the holiday spirit and I've gone first the last couple of weeks and I've stolen your thunder. So I'm going to let you predict the score here but what happens here do the Miami Dolphins win and keep their playoff hopes alive or do they lose to the Las Vegas Raiders and basically get to start talking about draft position here's the thing we need to come out and I think our momentum is hot um, after that running performance against New England I could see Ahmed coming out and Brita and having another good game and I feel like Flores and Chan Gailey are going to trust that my dad sent me a stat um, that I was looking up here off air um Raiders are 28th against the, against running backs. So they give up screens. They give up pass catches out of the backfield and they give up runs. So we need to go out there and establish a run, set up a balance, set up a play action for Tua and allow him to, to feed, to, to attack. We need to go into ultra aggressive mode on, on the, uh, on the offense outside of the running game where we're taking shots downfield. I think we missed a lot of that last week, not his fault because of all the wet lack of weapons, but if we do get Grant Parker back, we have to take advantage of that and work the underneath routes with Bowden and um, and Perry and whatnot, and then take the shot. Take the shot every once in a while with Parker. Throw it up to him and give him a chance. And if Gusecki's in there, do the same. We stop him on defense. We establish a run, have a little balance, set up a play action where Tua to succeed. As a rookie on national TV, I'm looking for him. I know we don't want to start the Herbert Tua debate. This has nothing to do with the two against each other. Like them both. I want Tua to just have that type of game that Herbert did where it's national TV. It's not too big for him. He goes out there and lights it up and everybody's talking about it. Cause we're the only game on TV. So I'm seeing this game and I think it's going to happen. I'm seeing this, this team has been different. They're built different. Flores has built this team differently where they all want to come to work. They all want to play. They all want to work together um, and they want to win, man. And this is the easiest of the two remaining games. In my opinion, obviously, unless Buffalo rest starters, 
I see us coming out here completely crushing it and winning 31 to 20. It's amazing how in tune we are because I'm going to get, tell you my score. I had us getting 31 points. I had the Raiders getting 24. Either way, we see us putting a 30-burger on the Las Vegas Raiders in primetime on Saturday night with all eyes of the NFL watching. Tua Tungavaloa, I think he comes out. He does get 250 yards. He gets something on the ground. He does account for at least two touchdowns, whether it's in the air or on the ground, but I think he gets at least one in the air. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders defense, especially the defensive backfield, is very, very porous, and if we can get at least half of our weapons back, that would be nice. Uh, we can take advantage of that. I'm really ex- expecting Lynn Bowden to have a good game. I think they're going to call his number a lot. This seems like the type of game where Lynn Bowden's going to get his hands on the ball at least five to 10 times. I think Devontae Parker comes back and uh, again, puts it out there that he is a good wide receiver. Uh, he's been great for the last two seasons. Uh, well, or at least close to great for the last two seasons. And I think we keep our playoff hopes alive. And here's the thing, Chris, we get to 10 wins on a Saturday. Don't even worry about the Baltimore Ravens or the Cleveland Browns because they're playing garbage team. I think the Browns are playing the Jets, and I think the Ravens are playing the Giants. But take a look at who the Tennessee Titans are playing. I think they're playing the Packers. And take a look at who the Colts are playing. I think they're playing the Steelers. So all of a sudden, those, those guys, the Steelers are in play, the, the Colts are in play, and the Titans are in play. The Colts and the Titans are at 10 wins. If we get to 10 wins and one of those teams loses, we actually may not even have to worry about Baltimore or Cleveland. We can't clinch, but we do have uh, a couple of different routes to get to the playoffs than what we thought originally. But the math is easy. You have to win on Saturday in order to even worry about Sunday. So the Miami Dolphins have to come out. You've got them 31-20. I've got them 31-24. The Miami Dolphins in either scenario are heading into week 17 against the Buffalo Bills, at least according to Chris and Sam, at 10 wins, five losses. And that right there. Is a beautiful thing. The words of Al Davis, former Raiders owner: "Just win, baby. Just don't care win. how it is. Bend, don't break, don't care. Blow them out, don't care. Beat Las Vegas. Period." Yeah, like they say, uh, the the stadium for the Raiders is the only place in Las Vegas where the house loses, and I hope that remains the same come Saturday night. Now, Chris, anything else you'd like to say before we get out of here? That's it, my friend. That's all I got as well. So behalf on behalf of myself and the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer and everybody at the Fanatics Network, all I'd like to say is goodbye from Perfectville. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.